This episode of Yes Girl is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. Ulta Beauty celebrates the meaningful role of beauty in our lives and the belief that beauty is limitless. As the nation's largest beauty retailer, you can discover more than 20,000 of the best products in makeup, fragrance, hair care, skin care, and more. Visit Ulta.com to learn more and to find a store near you. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Charlie, I got one for you. All right. What is it? Hollywood keep swinging. Hollywood keep swinging. Hollywood keep swinging. Hollywood keep swinging. Ooh, guess where we are, guys? Hollywood. In case you didn't already figure that out, we are back in LA for the Essence Black Woman in Hollywood luncheon, which, as we love to tell you, is like the dopest pre-Oscar event for black women in the region. (laughs) It's a moment. I want to say in the world. In the world. It is. is We are celebrating our film noir issue. Yes. Which is really about taking on global cinema. Yeah. I said cinema, like (laughs) Like cinnamon. Cinnamon. But y'all know I meant cinema. Okay. Yes, yes, we do know. And Corey, tell everybody about our honorees. This year we are honoring Regina Hall, who, y'all, she's been around... 20 years. Like 20 years ago, she was starring in The Best Man. So and starring in all of our favorite movies. All of our favorite movies. So thank you, Malcolm Lee, for putting us on to Regina Hall 20 years ago. Jennifer Lewis, who is an icon, period. Like In these streets. In these streets. <laughs> There's so many quotables. Kiki Lane, who is the beautiful breakout star if Bill Street could talk. Please continue to see that movie. It's such a beautiful black love story. And last but not least, Amanda Steinberg, who... I, I kind of need my daughter to become her. I mean, I want I my daughter to be her own person, but Amanda is so just cool. a template she's for like so cool. cool. Uh, she's down for the cause. She's talented. You know, she directs music videos. She's like she's dope. an artist. Artiste, I like to and call she's her. And she's something, something about Amanda, like watching her on screen. I'm always just drawn in. Mm-hmm. You know, she just really brings you into whatever character she's playing. Yeah. Those are our honorees this year, and Kelly Rowland is hosting our event. Kelly! I love Kelly Rowland. Kelly got this. Kelly Kelly got got that. Kelly got... Kelly got... Hey, and Kelly's so much fun. So we're going to have fun this year. You guys are going to have fun. keep saying, being in the space. We get so excited to come out here. You know, we have to get our ASOS premiere orders going together, get our outfits together. But we get so excited to just be here because it's like, you feel like you'll just absorb the black girl magic by osmosis. I know. And one thing I love about Black Girl Magic really is about supporting black women. I mean, we've been kind of talking about the fact, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago at the Grammys, how Remy Ma supported Cardi B, Little Kim supported Cardi B. And I think we are following that footsteps and have been for the last 12 years where we are congratulating other black women who are doing the damn thing. Like they are really making their mark in this business. And as you can see, you know, we've been here, what, two days? Yes. And it's, you feel it's the love. It's not for us. No, it's not. Well, I <laughs> see so you feel the love. I mean, yeah. from other black women. But yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. We feel LA the is, yeah, you know, it's interesting. It's also interesting, too, because I feel like I'm still learning the LA scene. If you guys are from LA, you can tell us, like, to, I'd love to know your thoughts on, like, where to find the best black scene in LA because I, I'm always looking for our scene here. Mm-hmm. I know we have one, <laughs> but it's hard to, you know, feel like you're, you know, it's in a world a bunch of, you know, white folks on phones making deals around here. And I know we have a scene, but you know, it's it's just interesting to really, you know, being black in Hollywood is still 
not easy. Nope. You know what I want to do, and I know you and our producer Tiffany Ashate are going to do this, is a uh, trek to the dunes. Yeah. But I almost feel like, is someone going to have like an insecure like walking tour of like Black LA? Like, I would love to yes, be a part can of we that. Claim that. Yes. Can someone guys. get that started Tiffany for me? Tiffany and I are planning a field trip to the dunes, which is, you know, the apartment that Issa and um, Bay used to live in and um, in Insecure. And we just want a picture in front of the dunes. I've seen it on the gram and I need it for myself. Not that I'm living for the gram or anything, because, you know, that was not our resolution. But I just want that moment. I want to be a little bit of a tourist. What else do people do in LA, Corey? I mean, what have you done? You've been here a million times, girl. What have you done? I've done a lot. I've been a tourist. Um, I was actually born here, so that's kind of crazy. Um, how did I not know that? Yeah, I know. It's a little, little known fact that I've just shared with everybody, so I there it is. I thought you were a Texas girl. My, we're from Texas and raised in Texas, but I was born in Los Angeles. Shut up. Mm-hmm. So it almost feels, I mean, and real talk, y'all, I was here for just two years and I don't remember it, <laughs> but, um, but I do feel a little sense of home when I come here because I have a lot of family here. But one thing I must do when I come is go down um, Doheny in Beverly Hills because the tall, the tall palm trees, oh, like that is wow. always on my bucket list. I was like, once I drive down that street, I can go do whatever I want. I just have to see that scene. I love it. I have yet to do that. What have I been doing with my life? You've got to do it. Now, that's another Instagram moment. Yes. And Corey, you know you are the biggest foodie I know. Where do you eat in LA? Is eating a thing or is it just more like CNBC? Eating is a thing. I will definitely go to any Mexican restaurant. And mm. I don't care how corny it is. Like, I love El Cholo. I love the pink taco on Sunset. I've got to eat all the avocado and guacamole <laughs> I can while I'm here. That's your thing? That's my thing. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, Demetria Lucas and I uh, met up while she was out here. And we went to a place called Arva right here in Beverly Hills. And it was really, really good. Ooh. It was uh, Italian. I yes. don't get time Italian to eat Greek, much, I think. I'm going to make time while I'm here to eat more. No, you have but to. Corey, who's on the show this week? Nikayla Matthew. Yes. And she is the genius mind behind the podcast we all know and love, Side Hustle Pro. She sat down with Yopra for a word to talk about really turning your side hustle into your main hustle, really focusing on your purpose, figuring out how to take the time to figure out what you need to do and who you want to be and um, what your passions are. And it was it was a word. Really? Yeah. I don't think enough women can stop hearing that. Even if you are in corporate America and you love corporate America, but I think there's something about finding out what your passion is. And if you want to, that you can turn it into something for profit that fits your spirit. You know, I love, I love that. And I don't know about you, but like, I have a lot of side hustle dreams, but it's so hard to make them a reality because you have to one, bet on yourself. Two, your bank account has to bet on you. Because you got to be your own venture capitalist, okay, mm-hmm. to start it all out. So she really talks each week. She talks, has different guests on the show, and they talk through that process. And there's a lot we can learn from her. So that's why Yolanda had her on the show. Oh, my God. I can't wait to hear this. I'm going to have all my notes out. Girl. The things. You want to have all your notebooks? Corey? I'm going to have Corey, all my so notebooks. You're so old school. You always have a notebook, and I, I love that about you. Yeah, I love to write. I love to write. It feels more real when I write it Something down. you guys need to know about Corey, she always has a notebook and a pencil. I have never, like, she is the original entertainment journalist. I love journalist. a pencil. You stay with a pencil, and I actually see you erase things. Yeah, and because I, I stare at you like I stare at people <laughs> using payphones, but I love it. <laughs> I love the authenticity. I actually love, two things, quick things. I love the sound of the erasing, and I love the, when you wipe off the SS, X, excess oh erasing, God, see, but what I see, see. hate <laughs> is when there's no more eraser and that edge 
that uh, the metal, when it goes against the paper, I'm even cringing now thinking about it. That grates my nerves. I can't believe you erase so much that you get to the bottom of the eraser. Oh, yeah. No. I erase a lot. Great. I love it. And you always take – someone will say something, y'all, and Corey will just scribble a little something down. I love it. It's, the, it's, how, it's my process. It's your process. It's my process. Well, you guys, we're in L.A. We're going to get back to living our best Hollywood lives. But in the meantime, get into this interview with Nikayla. Hey, everybody, this is Yolanda Sanguini, and this is Yes Girl Podcast. As you know, this is a time of year where we are all planting new seeds. We're trying to get these dreams on making things work and bringing things to fruition. And one of the places that I think a lot of Black women, um, we really excel in is side hustles. We are side hustle pros. Yes, we are. (laughs) Um, But uh, there is a woman uh, visiting us today who is the side hustle pro. Um, Her name is Nikayla Matthews Okome. She's the founder of Side Hustle Pro LLC, a podcasting and marketing agency that shines a light on untold narratives. Nikayla works intensively with emerging podcasters to create and launch their own podcasts, grow their influence through targeted social media marketing, and build a profitable business. Welcome, Nikayla. Ah, Thank you so much. Thank you, you for like having that? me. I like that. That's intro. <laughs> it's like, who's that? Yes. <laughs> that's you, girl. Um, I'm going to just tell the folks a little bit more about Side Hustle Pro. Sure. Go download it on all podcast um, yes. platforms. Side Hustle Pro is the first and only podcast to spotlight bold black women entrepreneurs who have scaled from side hustle to profitable business. Launched in 2016, the podcast has been named the perfect entrepreneurship podcast by Mashable. It's also earned over 2 million downloads to date and amassed a loyal social media following of over 60,000 aspiring entrepreneurs. My God. <laughs> you did that. I did that. Yes. Welcome, Crazy Michaela. you see it. Yes. Thank you so much for having me here. Yeah. I'm very excited to be here and can't wait to chat. Yeah. And she's an AKA, you guys. Oh, yeah. Skiwi. Not that I am. <laughs> I just I know. just have my water bottle here. That's why. <laughs> That's why that came up. I think she put that water bottle there no, to remind me. She's size. like, do you That's know who I am? <laughs> do you know to whom I belong? <laughs> Oh, lovely to have you, man. Um, I really want us to talk about um, the beginnings of Side Hustle Pro, the podcast, and the business. Because when you started the podcast in particular, you still had a full-time job. And, you know, walk were Side Hustle something you'd always been thinking of? Yeah, I think... Since my very first job out of undergrad, I've always kind of had a side hustle. And I've always had that. Well, coming out of undergrad, I worked in media. I worked for MTV Networks and PR. And we know how media salaries are. So it was partly out of necessity, partly out of still trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Mm -hmm. So I was always doing something. I had my own little PR agency at one point. I thought I was going to be a writer at one point. It was just, it just spanned the gamut. But I was always dibbling and dabbling in my interests on the side. I love it. And she's Jamaican. Yes. Well, I I think that it's in my blood, right? (laughs) (laughs) Three jobs. Yes. (laughs) Never satisfied. But, you know, you also um, thought of making your passion for side hustles. You made that into a business. Right. Tell me about more about that. So when I was working... Back in 2015, I just started working for NPR, National Public Radio, so the podcasting place, right? 
But I'd also recently started up blogging again. Mm -hmm. And while I was blogging, I found that I was gravitating to the stories of entrepreneurs. I love, I've always loved like Essence and magazines and just reading about Black women. I couldn't get enough. So I decided to start doing my own interviews. And the only problem was I felt like I wasn't doing the interviews justice and that people one, it was hard for me to edit it down, so it wasn't like four pages of an inter- of a blog post, and I felt like people would resonate with it in a audio format. Mm. So that's what got me thinking about doing my own side hustle of a podcast. And because I'm always thinking about, well, I have my business hat on. You know, I, I went back to school for my MBA because I wanted to start thinking about starting my own business at some point. So I had my business hat on when I started it and was thinking, I want to build this out into an amazing platform and monetize at some point. Yeah. <laughs> so what is the mission of Side Hustle Pro, the podcast? So the mission is to elevate the stories of Black women entrepreneurs. I find that there are so many dope Black women doing their thing and who have been doing their thing. And we don't see ourselves in these lists, these end of year lists and these magazines that talk about entrepreneurship. We're often missing from the narrative. And that's why when I was thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, I kind of had a lot of reservations because I just didn't see myself reflected in that. I was like, I'm not, you know, some bro who's about to move to Silicon Valley and and live with a bunch of 12 people like to to pitch my startup. That was never a narrative I could relate to. So I needed to create that narrative that I could uh, relate to. So the mission of this is to normalize it Mm -hmm. and to empower and encourage other women to start that dream that they've been thinking about to start that passion project to take it seriously and what i appreciate even with the company side hustle pro is that it really you know we all grew up with black women in our lives who are entrepreneurs but it's setting up that um sort of framework and system because i know we always read about black women being the you know the biggest sort of demographic uh, in entrepreneurship, but right. also we're the fa- the first to not get funding, close our businesses. And so setting up sort of the, the framework on how to be the best entrepreneurs. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a, a dialogue that I hope to open up as well, that there are many different ways to be an entrepreneur. And, you know, you touching on that reminds me of the fact that, yeah, we do see a lot about this whole, this pitching, this going out there and and securing VC funding. And one, not every business needs to do that. In fact, I would say that I, I wish we would, we would um, move away from that, um, that model mm-hmm. as, as we build out our businesses and really think outside of the box. And also, if we're not getting the funding, we, we need to, you know, we need to look at to another path. We need to think about new things and do it on our own. And I want people to see that there are other people who have grown their businesses, very profitable businesses, who didn't go through these processes that are continuously shutting the door in our face. Mm. What made you go back to business school? So I went back to business school because I was always someone who shied away from numbers. Um, In undergrad, I studied communications, which I still love, and I'm so grateful for that liberal arts training. However, I realized that I was always kind of guessing Um, in my work. I worked in social media marketing for a long time. And I was usually just guessing when it came time to prove to my employers, okay, that's great that you did this really creative social media campaign. And, you know, we got all this great attention, but what's the ROI? What happened? How should we do it again? And why? And I wanted to be able to speak to that and be comfortable at those tables. Mm -hmm. So I decided to go back and get formal training to stop guessing and putting together, you know, my own like little assumptions, but actually go and prove out my theories with numbers and just learn more about the business side. Mm -hmm. So I feel 
that training is a lot of the reason why I was more comfortable and confident in approaching Side Hustle Pro like a business. I'm guilty of relying on my intuition way too yes. much. Like, girl, especially, you know, digital media teaches you the girl. Right. Intuition is great, but mm-hmm. there's also got to be numbers and data. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think, too, because social media would get a bad rap, I would get a little annoyed, too, because I felt that people were always discounting what I did for a living mm-hmm. as just me playing around on the Internet, mm-hmm. <laughs> me playing around on Facebook and Instagram. Like, no, this is this is a science, mm-hmm. a marketing science that I'm mm-hmm. going to teach you. Mm-hmm. What are the lessons now that you've left your career, well, not your career, you left a job, um, full-time job, and you're now a full-time entrepreneur. Right. What are some lessons in your personal journey to entrepreneurship? So some of the greatest lessons I've learned so far. So I've been, um, it's been a little over a year since I left my full-time job and uh, almost three years of Side Hustle Pro existing. And the biggest thing I'm learning is, one, I think, self-management. Managing yourself is extremely, extremely hard. You don't realize how much the systems that I used to complain about, at least, are actually helpful. Things like needing to be at your desk at a certain time and having um, quarterly check-ins and reviews as annoying as they can be, they do keep you on track. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now when you are your own boss, you find yourself craving that structure and systems to keep yourself on task. You have to, it doesn't have to be the same format of nine to five, but there has to be some level of structure. So that's the biggest thing I'm learning. I'm not perfect. I haven't figured it out, mm-hmm. but it's definitely helped me to um, be be very intentional about how I set my goals and how I attack my goals each and every month and then break that down into weeks and and days. That's been very helpful. And the other thing that's been really, I, I guess it's transformational and I'm still going through that transformation is needing to let go of caring what other people think mm-hmm. and accepting being different and being okay with that. Mm-hmm. And I could go, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know how, if you want me to break that down some more, I mean, but I break could, it yeah. down for the, the people. So, so here's the thing, Yolanda. Okay. I figured out about myself this year yeah. that I, my whole life I've wanted to be, I just wanted to fit in, right? Yeah. I came from Jamaica at six, quickly lost that accent. I was yeah. like, oh no, I'm going to be like everybody else in the school. <laughs> <To> the <Bronx. laughs> in the Bronx. Okay, you okay. have to. Nobody in the Bronx at that time was running around with a little Jamaican accent. And then um, there are just all sorts of things in my life. You know, I'm born on a leap year. I'm, I'm the, the youngest, but the biggest of my sisters. And I just always wanted to fit in. Yeah. When I went to business school, everyone was going in these these certain paths, like you're going to be a consultant or if you're a marketer and interested in marketing, you're going into consumer product goods. And I wanted, I knew I didn't have it all figured out, but I just didn't fit into these clean cut boxes. Mm-hmm. And Becoming an entrepreneur has forced me to let that go. It's forced me to realize all the things that you were hiding about yourself because you wanted to fit in with these people. Those are the things that are now making you successful. And so the more I embrace them and the more I share that with people, I find that people are resonating with me. And it's so weird because I would never have thought that the things that I was ashamed of Mm -hmm. actually make people relate to me. Mm -hmm. So that's the first one. And then as far as letting go of people's opinions, it's kind of the same thing. So in going down these traditional paths, my whole goal was like this, this gold star of, um, 
the, the reason I was devastated, for example, between my first and second year of business school when I didn't get the coveted Google internship, that's mm-hmm. where I'd intern and I'd hope for the full-time offer, is because I was craving that gold star of being able to tell people, oh, I work for Google and mm-hmm. seeing their eyes light up. Mm-hmm. Now when I tell people I'm a podcaster, I get blank stares mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have to be okay with yeah. that. Yeah. I have to be okay with people not understanding what the heck I do, including my family, yeah. and have my own internal validation and not need that. Yeah. in order to be happy. Yeah. And speaking of validation, how do you work through, because we're all taught, you're supposed to have a job, you go to work, they give you a check, up, 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 up. and then now you are waking up every day and you are responsible for yes. your check. How do you sort of let go of that validation? Not let go, I'm not saying let go, but like be cognizant of it, but also move in this way of like, I'm responsible for myself. Um, Do you mean like, how do I let go of... Of that mental shift? Yeah, of the mental shift. The mental shift of not needing anyone. Not needing any any check or any oh, structure okay. of, of um, I think, going into a job mm-hmm. and checking off the boxes and going home and that direct deposit hitting every week. Yes. Or every, you know, two right. weeks. Right. There is a reliance on that. Right. You know it's coming. But when you're an entrepreneur... Sometimes you don't know it's coming and you have to wake up every morning and make sure that it is coming. So I I think that's the mental shift that I'm referring to. Oh, yeah. That is it was a gradual shift for me. Um, It started with side hustling. So side hustling was helpful in that it got me prepared to kind of get into the rhythm of, okay, if I do this, for example, you know, one of my revenue streams is sponsorship, podcast sponsorship. So if I'm working with sponsors, who who is reliable? How do I make sure I get paid? What is you know, so you learn about things like net 30, you know, people who pay out within 30 days, within 60 days. And you kind of also uh, determine, OK, what's going to be my my requirements as far as payment? Do I have to fit into that net 30 bucket or can I require payment at this time so that, I, you know, before it airs so that I'm not tied to this this cash flow that's re- so reliant on other people? So side hustling kind of started to help me to figure that out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And what's also helped me is just adjust, adjusting the way I spend money, honestly, mm-hmm. adjusting the way I spend money so that I'm never in a place where I need to get paid by someone mm-hmm. in order to live or to, you know, pay the people who I rely on, like my editor and my producer mm-hmm. and so forth. Wow. Mentorship is important to everyone and especially crucial for our next generation of entrepreneurs and innovators. Since our founding, Essence has made it a priority to cultivate the next generation of young Black women. And that's why Essence and Ulta Beauty have teamed up on a new mentoring initiative called Girls United, Beautiful Possibilities. For six young women, this is the opportunity to break into the beauty industry, express their creativity, and share their magic with the world as they create a special makeup collection for Ulta Beauty. Good luck, ladies. Follow the girls' journey in a new video series. Visit Essence.com slash Beautiful Possibilities. So you're prepping, let's say, um, a woman out there, a man out there, (laughs) prepping to go from side hustle to full-on entrepreneurship. Yes. For me, a few words come up when you think of that shift. Fear, courage. Um, I've also been reading a lot about how emotional intelligence is so important for entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Um, Can't be a snowflake. (laughs) Um, 
But, you know, also besides the obvious act of quitting your job and yeah. working your business plan, what are some other ways that you walked into entrepreneurship? Spiritually, financially, right. um, all the, you know, you're married. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of things that, you know, you had other boxes to check before you became an entrepreneur. Yes. Full time. Full time. Let me clarify. Right. Because right. you always were. <laughs> yes. Entrepreneur <laughs> in the making. Yes. Um, there are a lot of there are a lot of things, and everything you mentioned is kind of that mental work. Mm-hmm. That mental work is so important to get ready for this path, and it also comes with a lot of unlearning. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like what I talked about with um, learning to not rely on other people's validation or learning to be okay with being different. So as you prepare and you're thinking about going out on your own and, and becoming an entrepreneur, start doing that mental work. Mm-hmm. Start thinking through. All the things that you've ever believed to be true and question them. Question, why do I think that so-and-so is a stable job? What makes it stable versus what I would potentially be doing? Is it really as stable as it? I believe if I my success here relies on people? Because mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, my success at any job always relied on people. How people were feeling that day, how they perceive Nikayla as an employee. Mm-hmm. And there are times when I know my work was one thing, but based on someone else's motives or preferences or who sucked up, mm-hmm. that that whole thing could determine my future, right? So this idea of stable, I want us to unpack that and unlearn what we've always been taught stable is, because I don't, I don't believe that is actually what we've been taught it is. Mm-hmm. Do you believe everyone's an entrepreneur? I believe that, no, not everyone's an entrepreneur. And as a matter of fact, side hustles and side hustle pros, you don't have to leave and quit your job. Mm -hmm. Like you can, I think you can build out a successful side hustle just to have extra income, Mm -hmm. just be able to save more and pay off those loans because we all know we're in a lot of debt out (laughs) here. Okay. (laughs) Um, And and, and paying off education um, loans. Loans is like one of my major goals for this year, right? Yeah. And it's one of the uh, another thing that has always inspired me to want more than just a, a fixed salary. I don't think everyone is an entrepreneur, but I think that everyone is multi-passionate. I, I really don't believe that there's just one person out there who only enjoys doing one thing mm-hmm. and that's it. And they don't have any other outlet that they want to nurture sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do sometimes wish, though, Nikayla. I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm like, I wish I could just be that girl that goes to work. Five o'clock, I'm going home. Uh-huh. And I'm just, I like, I, I have no other, you know, passions, desires. Because sometimes, you know, being passionate and having side hustles right. is a lot of work. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you just want to go home and watch right. Real Housewives. <laughs> And not feel guilty about it. And you should do that sometimes. When you start feeling that way, you do sometimes. Well, <laughs> what if you want to do it all the time? I, I believe if you did it all the time, knowing you, you would you would get bored. But there's nothing wrong with that. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that at yeah. all. But I, I rarely meet people who are like that. I mean, I, neither. So <laughs> I was just, you know, dreaming a dream. Right, right, right. What are some, um, for you and your experience, but mm-hmm. also um, the women that you've interviewed on your podcast. What are some pros and cons? And I know it's very generic of Mm -hmm. me to ask, but what are some pros and cons of entrepreneurship that you've sort of um, been told or experienced? Sure. So I'll start with the cons um, because I always like to look on the bright side. Mm -hmm. So the cons for me, 
and and what I, from what you know my other guests have shared with me um it can be a lonely path mm. it can be such a lonely path because no one really understands exactly how you feel unless they're going through it as well which is why you know I'm so grateful for my husband because how great is it to be able to live in the same house with someone and be able to be like ah, da, 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 da. sorry yeah. that was in english yeah. <laughs> but, but we know able, exactly what you to mean to be able to vet to him and him get it in the same way that I'm explaining he's an it entrepreneur because as well. he's an entrepreneur as well mm-hmm. um so it can be a lonely path it is and also in terms of seeing people so I can go out I can join a co-working space I can uh go to a coffee shop but it's still not the same as having your co-workers and and again this is go back goes back to the stuff that you don't realize when you think it's annoying mm-hmm. but it does play a role that kitchen talk that you know water cooler talk that you have with your coworkers does add to your personal fulfillment mm-hmm. and you don't realize it till it's missing and you have, you have to go out and seek that interaction so i would say those are the cons the unpredictability of course mm-hmm. so there are days that you do wonder for example if a check doesn't come on time you do wonder is this viable is this um is this realistic should I be doing this? How am I going to support a future family? All of this other stuff. So there's a new level of stress and worry that I personally had never been exposed to before. But would I trade it? No, I wouldn't. And it's because the biggest thing, the biggest pro to me of entrepreneurship in the sense of when I say entrepreneurship, by the way, I'm talking about I'm talking about building a viable business. Mm-hmm. So I'm not just talking about being an entrepreneur just to say, hey, I'm an entrepreneur. You know, I'm talking about really trying to build something that can grow into a legacy business for your family and build wealth. Mm-hmm. And it's OK if we don't all start out like that. I would be a hypocrite if I said, oh, I have it all figured out. And, you know, Side Hustle Pro is going to be this in 30 years. I don't know that, but I know I'm working to build that. And I'm not just doing this to have a bunch of social media followers or to speak places or or, or even for money. Yeah. Like This is truly a life that I want to build for our family and for future generations. So in that sense, the pros of entrepreneurship for me is the freedom, mm-hmm. the freedom and options like I've never had it before. I can't, there's no amount of money that I would put on being able to get up and plan my life and go where I want and make the decisions that I need to make for me without having to ask anyone else for permission. Mm. I keep thinking of that quote, um, create with generations in mind. Mm. And I think that's very, I've just been sitting with that for a few weeks, like, how many of us are thinking of future generations when we're creating these businesses? Oh, yeah. um, I think about my future children's college fund. Yeah. I think about, you know, how much I want to have in their college fund. Yeah. So that that's that's something that drives me. Wow. I love that. Um, I read somewhere where you said everyone should have a side a side hustle. Yes. Tell me more <laughs> about that. So I believe everyone should have a side hustle because Especially when you're young, especially when you're just figuring it out. I I can distinctly remember coming out of undergrad when I was working at MTV and every other day I would meet somebody because we would have these brown bag lunches and I would say, oh, that sounds cool. Oh, that sounds cool. Oh, I think I want to be a producer. Oh, I think I want to be a marketer. Like every single day, my my um, opinion of what I wanted to do was changing. And so a side hustle, for me, the very first thing it does is it kind of helps you to explore paths without going all the way down the path. Mm-hmm. Being able to say, oh, okay, um, this is interesting, but I don't think it's going to be for me. So I tried out photography at one point. Uh, I took a photography class and I was going around dabbling in it and I realized, oh, I don't actually want to do this as mm-hmm. a career. This was just a fun hobby. Mm-hmm. So a side hustle really helps to clarify things for people who are 
just not sure what they want to be when they grow up, which is all of us. Yeah, still. <laughs> still. Still. And if you find yourself in a role for a long time and you're scared to leave, just start side hustling. Start side hustling so you don't have to, to, to figure out if you need to leave yet, but your side hustle will help you to clarify it. Yeah. I think also it's it's pushing yourself from ideation mm-hmm. to action. Yeah. Because action is when you terrifying. Learn. Yeah, yeah. That's the most, that's the biggest hump to get over. But once you're there, it's it's so freeing and so eye opening. Yeah, yeah. What are some lessons that you've learned from your guests? You've had some powerful guests on Side Hustle Pro. Oh yes, I have learned so much. Let me see if I can can narrow it down <laughs> because so many people impart such wisdom. Yeah. Um, the the first one that comes to mind right now is my leaked tale of Curlbox, and that's because. Her episode was titled, You Have to Leap Before You're Ready, or something mm-hmm. like that. And I think sometimes people um, it, sometimes people get wrong what she was actually trying to say. But I, that idea of there's a point when you're just going to have to do it. There's a point when, and this doesn't mean leap before you have money or anything like that, but you will always be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. For example, with launching the podcast, mm-hmm. I will always think my voice sounds weird. But if I allowed that to stop me, I wouldn't have started. Mm-hmm. So you always have to do something before you're ready because you're never going to be ready. Mm-hmm. So that's a, it's a like lesson. children. That, yeah. <laughs> say, oh, when I'm ready. I'm like, okay, yeah. Okay, right. I'm like, when are you going to be ready? When you like foster for 500 years? You know what I mean? Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's number one. And what else comes to mind? And in addition to my leak, another guest who I learned a ton from recently actually was Sakita Holly. So she talked about the fact that when she was starting out and learning how to price, there are things that she has learned in the process. So that was a really good one about how to when to kind of be flexible Mm -hmm. so that you can maybe work with a larger brand, but then later on raise your prices, how you can start out even figuring out your base rate. I think that's something everyone struggles with when they're first starting. So the pricing tips that Sakita gave were excellent. And also um, a classic episode, Arsha Jones, that was my first year with Mm -hmm. Side Hustle Pro. Arsha came on and Arsha is like chief side hustler. Mm -hmm. She Mm -hmm. is the founder (laughs) of Capital City Coach and she's also the the mambo sauce. And then she also has Tease in the Trap, which a lot of us have seen on different um, celebrities. So she taught about starting small and validating your ideas before you create a whole website and do all this stuff. There are ways to put up a landing page mm-hmm. and just test out your concept before you dive too deep. Mm-hmm. So I think that is another valuable lesson. Wow. So there's one episode that really has stuck out to me, the okay. one about imposter syndrome, yes. which I think around entrepreneurship is so important because mm-hmm. you may have an idea, but this the imposter syndrome is like, you don't, that idea is not good. Yeah. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't pursue that. And the mental b- barriers. What what did you learn from that episode? So from that episode, one, I learned that I'm not alone. We all have that experience where we are our own harshest critic. Mm-hmm. And so we stop ourselves because we're telling ourselves these false beliefs that are not true. And then that inhibits us in a way that it just keeps us from our destiny, mm-hmm. you know? And in terms of imposter syndrome, I think it goes back to, for me, you know, if I'm just being transparent, imposter syndrome, it it goes way back. It's kind of like what yeah. Michelle Obama said in her book. The things that are planted in you when yeah. you're a child, yeah. you know when you're not being invested in, right? So yeah. I went to a Bronx public, public uh, junior high school and 
I didn't realize that I wasn't in a school where we were learning at the same, we were learning the same subjects at the same, in the same time frame as our peers until I got into like this specialized um, summer program to help you get into the specialized high schools, which are like magnet schools here in New York City. And it was that experience of going into this program and realizing that all these kids had in, in better areas, in fancier parts of the city, knew this level of math that I hadn't even been exposed to yet. Wow. Mm-hmm. And knowing that I wasn't being invested in like that, it, it, it kind of made me, that imposter syndrome started from that moment. Got so throughout it. the rest of my life, until I was unable to unpack this experience, throughout the rest of my life, I found that I would go into rooms and I would always be scared of not being smart enough because mm. I assumed that everyone else was smarter than me. Mm. And that experience just colors everything. So I'm sure there are a lot of us who've had that one experience where you maybe asked a question and someone laughed at you. And then ever since then, you're worried to be, you're, you're, you're afraid to be laughed at or you're afraid to be, but there are dumb people everywhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. there are dumb people everywhere. Even in those specialized high even schools. Even in those specialized <laughs> high schools. So yeah. what if they laugh? So yeah. what if they look at you crazy? Yeah. You deserve to be at those tables and you are just as smart as anybody else in the room yeah yeah i like to think about imagine the guys who created instagram <laughs> they were like nah nobody's gonna want right, to tap right. pictures why, <laughs> why? <laughs> but imagine the guy seriously this is what i i was telling myself the other day too when i thought about the fact that i've always not wanted to be different yeah. but imagine the person who thought about creating an airplane yeah. how crazy did they yeah. sound explaining yeah. that idea to people <laughs> no, no we're gonna we're gonna create this thing and we're going to go to the sky what what <laughs> crazy so, yeah you gotta be willing to be crazy yeah yeah what is some advice i mean that that preempts my next question what's some advice you have for anyone pursuing a side hustle or even deep full-time entrepreneurship so this is actually a piece of advice i saw recently and i saw it via uh, my friend Raina campbell of the dreams and drive podcast so shout out to Raina on her instagram story she had a little clip from an angie martinez interview Mm -hmm. And Angie says, you know, you got to be you got to be willing to be whack. And that has stuck with me because that is it right there. You have to be willing to suck at first and keep going. That's the only way you're going to get better. You have to be willing to have people laugh at you, to have people um, who you love send you unsolicited advice and Mm -hmm. ignore them because (laughs) they're not out here in the arena. Right. It's like the man in the arena quote. You have to be willing to do all of that. And that's the fir- the very first thing. So be willing to be whack, be willing to suck, and keep going. Be willing to be whack. <laughs> I love that. It's so palatable. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, on this uh, bonus episode, we like to do a little homework. Okay. okay. Um, what homework would you assign us, Nikayla? We, we are wow. wanting to pursue our side hustles and really be serious about them. We want to become full-time entrepreneurs. What's, what homework are we doing? Well... Your homework. So two pieces of homework. So if you want to start side hustling, I want you to go back to episode five of Side Hustle Pro, which is how to decide what my side hustle should be. Mm -hmm. So you can start figuring that out because I know that is where a lot of people get stuck. And if you want your side hustle to be a podcast, I want you to check out my next masterclass so we can talk about how to start, how to grow your first downloads and actually market a podcast. So it's more than just a podcast. It's more than just a hobby, but an actual business. That's what I specialize in. Yeah. 
So you can find out more about that at sidehustlepro.co slash live class. Okay. Nice. nice. And I love that you, there's some books that you've mentioned before, not on this podcast. Yes. I've read some books, something about You're a Badass. Oh, yeah. one book that you read. You Are a Badass by Jen. I'm forgetting her last name. Oops, but... You Are Badass by Jen Shapiro is a great book to get you out of your feelings and your imposter syndrome and and get moving. I also really love essentialism because that keeps you focused. A lot of times we are afraid to say no and shut out other things in order to focus on our side hustle, but we've got to got to do that. So essentialism is another great one. Nice. I love it. And thank you so much for joining us. Ah, thank Where you so much for having me. Can the people find you? So I'm at Side Hustle Pro on all your social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And you can find me on my website at sidehustlepro.co as well. You can get up all the show notes from all the episodes and all the information on my master classes. And of course, you can shoot me a note at hi at sidehustlepro.co. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is great. <laughs>